Jesus, please take us from this grandstand world. It's time we got into the game. How can you tell a babe in the womb? How can you tell a babe in the womb what's going on in the next room? The only perception there is is the wall. Outside of that, there seems nothing at all. How can you tell a babe in the womb what's going on in the next room? A chair and a table, the simplest things, mean nothing to him, not even in dreams. A chair and a table do not exist in his floating compartment, and he will insist that nothing is out there, nothing at all, not a table nor chair, just a meaningless scrawl. But birth has to happen like the sun from the east, and as he sits down to his parents' great feast, he will not remember how sure he was when tables and chairs could not ever have been. How can you tell a babe in the womb what's going on in the next room? I look with such wonder and then start to laugh. I walk away muttering, I must be daft, but one day I'll see it, remembering when someone once said it. What was that again? Someone once said it, a means to an end. In spirit we must be, he said, born again. Climb back in the womb? No, wait, now I see. Spirit flows greater, and that is the key. I'm just a babe on the earth in my womb, wondering what's going on in the room where a table, a chair, and the sun from the east dine with the father at the father's great feast. And when I am there, at the table I feel... I will not remember what used to be real. Though reality seemed then a meaningless scrawl, I'll know I was only seeing the wall. I'll know when I'm there what a wonderful friend said in God's spirit I'd be born again. We cannot know what the kingdom of God is like. This earth, this world, hides it under a heavy cloud that prevents our curious eyes from seeing it. When Adam and Eve broke the rule established by God and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they effectively pulled the cloud cover over us all, as one judgment after another erased all traces of paradise from our minds and hearts. Our focus was no longer on God, but on each other's sins instead. Jesus removes our sins, therefore we must allow him full access to our hearts and minds so the occluding sins can be washed away. Special thanks to Alan J. Moore who indirectly allowed me to use his instrumental entitled Revol, which I got from Music 
Mevio.com. The Tracy Miracle I thought you would enjoy this miracle story that happened to me recently. Of course, it is always a good idea to ask that the Holy Spirit do His will through us at all times. I want Him to lead me every day and use me as He sees fit. So Christina and I are going down to Tracy, about two hours away, to see a friend, when Christina has to go potty. Bad! Can't wait a few more minutes until we get to the house. I pull into a gas station. I may have set my cell phone on the roof of the car and opened the back to help Christina out. I may have set it on the seat beside me. I really don't have any idea where my cell was at this time. We go in. She goes to the bathroom. We step out and walk into the small store there. My eyes are immediately drawn to a young man who has just picked up a cell phone that looks exactly like mine. I notice mine is not in my case that I wear on my belt. I'm drawn to ask him if that is his cell phone. He says, yes, it is. I say, I have one just like it. In my heart, I'm thinking Sprint made tons of phones just like mine. What am I doing? I'm drawn to follow him out to his old beat-up car. I ask him, Can I see that phone? My mind says, Why are you doing this? Are you accusing this young man of stealing your phone? He hands me the phone, but he is getting more and more upset with me, and I believe he even says, Are you accusing me of taking your phone? I hand him the phone back. I apologize profusely, saying, I don't know what I did with my cell phone. I'm so flustered with what I'm doing that I try to find a way to back out of this. Christina says, Dad, maybe you left it at home. Of course, I'd been making calls from the car. After all, it is a car phone. So I knew that wasn't true, but I used it anyway. Yes, maybe I did leave it at home. And she and I walked back in the store to finish shopping. Meanwhile, as I said, I'm thinking the phone is on my car seat, but I haven't checked it yet. I'm in line purchasing something when the young man in his car pulls up to the door and shouts angrily, Hey, you! I ignore him. The clerk motions to herself. Me, she says. He says, No, that dude right there. Come here. I can't ignore him any longer. I walk out apologizing for accusing him. He says, Hey, this is your phone. I thought it was mine, but see, mine's right here. He holds up another cell phone that doesn't look a whole lot like mine. I was smoking some weed and I just didn't know I had mine. Take yours. He hands it to me. I couldn't think of much to say. My heart suddenly felt full of love, and all I could think to say as I took his hand and shook it was, I love you, man. Thanks. Later, when I went back to finish my purchase, 
The clerk told me he was one of the roughest boys around, always starting fights. She said she thought she was going to have to call 911. I marveled at the work of the Holy Spirit. That young man didn't take the phone and resell it. He didn't take the phone and throw it away in a field. He took the phone and gave it back to me. Praise God. I could then give him what he so richly deserved and what God wanted him to have all along. Love. All you need is love. Yes. What an awesome God we have. And what he is doing is none of our business. Our knowing gets in the way of his doing. So we must quit knowing so he can do what he does best. Win hearts over to him. I chastised myself for the things I was saying to this young man, but the interaction was totally of Holy Spirit's doing. O come to the Savior, His arms are extended. O come to the Savior, so loving and true. Behold, He is calling in tender compassion. O brother, the Savior is calling for you, calling for you, calling for you, calling, calling. Brother, the Savior is calling for you. O come to the Savior, for why will you wander? This world and its pleasures no longer pursue. Again he is calling, how can you reject him? O brother, the Savior is calling for you. Away to the fountain, the life-giving fountain, its soul-cheering waters your strength will renew. Then come while the daybeams of mercy are shining. O brother, the Savior is calling for you. Away for the shadows of night are approaching. Then lose not his blessings that fall like the dew. Still he is waiting and tenderly calling. O brother, the Savior is calling for you. Calling. Calling. Brother, the Savior is calling for you. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for his instrumental entitled Motions, found at Incompetech.com. Jesus, please take us from this grandstand world. It's time we got into the game. We're so tired of this grandstand world Where feelings never seem to change 
Sometimes this world seems so unjust. I think we'll find, I hope we'll find that through your mind, the sidelines aren't for us.